With the increased attention towards personal assets, people are looking to strengthen their portfolio by investing in low-risk bonds. Aside from the Singapore government bonds that has gotten much attention, what else can we look at? Hi, I'm Feng Yi from Bond Superman. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about newborn issues and whole discussions on the fixed income market. Today, we have with us Lim Ting Chong. He's a senior fixed income analyst at IFAS Singapore. Hi, Ting Chong. Hi, everyone. Thanks for inviting me today. Thank you and welcome to our show. So the Singapore government bonds have been very popular as interest rate rise. For people who have not caught up with the news, could you share a little bit more about this trend and maybe some of the record-breaking yields? Yeah, I think firstly, we have to look at the federal funds rate to really understand why um, interest rates have risen so much um, last year. Mm. So the US Federal Reserve started to hike their interest rates uh, by uh, at the fastest pace uh, we, have, uh, we have ever seen in, in decades. So the Fed funds rate in the US rose from 0.25% at the start of last year to 4.5%. So this is an increase of 4.25% in just one year. So why does this matter to interest rates in Singapore? Because Mm. um, this is because uh, interest rates in Singapore is determined by, um, largely determined by the US um, interest rates. So um, because of the aggressive rate hikes by the US Federal Reserve, we have have also seen the interest rates in Singapore um, rising in tandem as well. So last year, the SORA, went from 0.14% at the start of um, 2022 mm. to due to around 2.53% by the end of last year. Mm. So definitely the spike in interest rates have um, caused Singapore government bond yields to rise as well. So we have seen um, um, the Singapore savings bonds, they saw their yields um, um, increasing from around 1.5% uh, back in 2021 to hitting records high of um, 3.47% mm. uh, in December last year. So and this is the highest since its inception in um, December 2015. And uh, furthermore, we have seen the um, short-term rate, short-term interest rates rising as well, uh, mm. because of the inverted yield curve, and this resulted in our shorter-term um, government bonds like the uh, SGST bills to reach a yield of 4.4 percent at mm. the uh, in the auction on uh, 8th of December last year. And this was the highest we have seen since 1988. Mm. So yeah, so definitely as um, economies continue to um, hike their interest rates to cool down inflation, we have seen, we expect, we do expect interest rates in Singapore to, to rise in tandem as well. Mm, well, there's a lot of new highs that you have mentioned. So while higher interest rate may be happy news for investors, right? Let's take a step back and consider the ripple effect it has on the whole entire SGD bond market. So how does it affect the credit spreads and also what would that mean for investors? Yeah, so within the SGD bond market, we saw an up, up, uh, upward shift in bond yields. And this is because higher interest rates will negatively impact the price of a bond and this will result in higher bond yields. So when benchmark risk-free rates um, increases, such as the um, uh, SGS, uh, the Singapore government bonds, uh, corporate bonds will rise as well if uh, spreads remains uh, constant. And this results in an environment where bonds are yielding much higher than before. So in uh, back in last year, for both government and corporate bonds have risen substantially. So government bond yields for the, uh, for example, the government bond yields for the uh, five-year SGS rose from 1.36% uh, in December 20, 2021 to around 2.83% uh, 
uh, in December 2022. And likewise, um, based on the uh, IBOX Singapore Dollar Bond Index, corporate bonds uh, use rose as well. So we can see that it rose from 2.55% uh, back in December in, of 2021 to 4.64% in December 2022. So touching on the question of how um, does it affect credit spreads, so let's yeah. uh, let me take uh, a quick explanation on credit spread. So um, simply, simplistically speaking, a yield of a bond is made up of um, a spread above the uh, risk-free rate. Okay. And this spread is known as credit spread. And mm. it is the premium of holding a much riskier asset as compared to a more risk-free assets like Singapore government bonds. Okay. And uh, with higher expectation on recession, credit spreads will widen. And this is because... Uh, investors will sell corporate bonds and buy safer government bonds, therefore ah. uh, widening the spread between them. Okay. And uh, this would and when spreads widen, this would mean that the uh, corporate bond yields will be substantially much higher than um, the government bond yields. I see. Thanks for the quick explanation. <laughs> yep. So with reference to the ongoing rate hikes, right, the cost of financing will likely be more expensive for companies. So is that the reason why the SGD bond market has been rather muted last year? Uh, yeah, that's that's correct. Because um, so how issuers actually fi refinance their bonds is they will price their bonds based on the prevailing swap offer rate plus a certain uh, credit spread. And since interest rates have risen quite so much back, uh, last year, um, the swap offer rates have also uh, rose in tandem and, uh, and are much higher than before. And so therefore, when issuers want to actually issue a new bond um, or replace their current bonds with a new issue, um, they, have to, they have to issue it at a much higher cost than before because uh, they'll have to issue it at a much higher coupon rate. And this will make their cost of borrowing much more expensive. Okay. And because of this, this is a, one of the main reasons why we, we saw the volume of new issuances actually taper off towards mm. the second half of 2022. Right, right. And uh, I think on top of that as well, um, the volatility within capital markets also deterred some of the issuers from actually um, issuing new bonds on the, uh, uh, in the SGD corporate bond space. Right. Okay, okay. So if we look at this macro rising rate environment, right, it will affect both government bonds and also corporate bonds. So I wanted to ask, like, how are they performing and is one more attractive than the other? I think corporate bonds are still attractive, even though, uh, you know, government bonds are still uh, yielding as, uh, as such uh, high yields. Mm. I think it really depends on which tenor you're looking of the U-curve you're looking at. Okay. And uh, yeah, so because of the inverted U-curve where the short-term rates are yielding much higher than the uh, longer-term uh, uh, bonds, uh, definitely I think uh, uh, the SGS T-bills are, are much more attractive because they, they give a yield of around 4, four plus percent yep. for just six months or one year. Yes. However, yes. If we, as we head towards um, the longer tenor of the U-curve, uh, I think corporate bonds uh, do provide a substantial yield pickup over um, the Singapore government bonds. And uh, I think right now, um, the corporate bond spreads for investment-grade bonds are around um, 200 basis points above the uh, Singapore government bonds. And, uh, and I think this is quite an attractive uh, yield pickup over the, the government bonds because um, IG corporates are still, um, are still safe and, they are, and some of them have uh, investment-grade uh, uh, credit ratings as well. 
Right, I see. Okay, so there's no short answer. You also have to weigh other factors like maybe the mm. time yes. and all that, right? Okay, so after hitting the peak, right, yields of like some government bonds, they have dipped, okay? So I'm just thinking, do we anticipate an upward or downward trend going forward, Ding Chong? Yeah, I think we expect short-term, we expect short-term rates to continue adjusting um, uh, due to the, uh, the, the uh, hike of the uh, federal funds rate. Mm. Uh, which is likely, we think that it is likely to peak in the middle of 2023. Okay. And as the current market conditions favor favor short uh, short duration bonds, uh, SGD SGS between six months to two years are, are generally more preferred than the longer tenors, given that the higher yields and uh, they are less susceptible to interest rate risks. Yeah. So currently, we also see we also observe a substantial spread. Of um, on the SGD SGS against their US Treasury counterparts, uh, with the spreads likely to stay at current levels uh, as rates hit the peak. So yeah, definitely, I think uh, for the first half of uh, of this year, we we do see the continued interest and demand as uh, uh, the shorter term interest rates remain high. However, towards the end of uh, towards the end of next year, after the second half of twenty twenty three. We do expect uh, more issuances to come within the SGD corporate bond market as well as um, uh, we think that there will be a shift in demand towards uh, more towards corporate bonds. Mm, I see. Okay, I've got to take my notebook and note down <laughs> the second half of 2023. <laughs> okay, that's on the yields, alright. So I think one key benefit of this government bonds is that it's actually available to retail investors open mm. to the retail market. So wanted to ask, besides these government bonds, are there any other attractive options out there that is available to the masses? Yeah, I think one good alternative is retail bonds. So mm. retail bonds are also uh, available to the mass retail. As uh, as you can see from their name, yeah, and uh, yeah, and they can be repurchased. Uh, they can be purchased in lot sizes of around of one thousand yeah. uh, SGD. Mm. So it's quite affordable for um, retail investors to actually invest in them. Yeah. And retail bonds are like corporate bonds, so they have some credit risk above um, the uh, Singapore government, government bonds. Mm. Yeah, so I think one of the uh, a few one of the most uh, attractive issuers out there within the uh, SGD corporate bond. Uh, SGD retail bond market is uh, definitely Astria. Mm. So Astria is a private equity b- uh, bond that uh, and they are asset-backed securities backed by cash flows from private equity funds invested by Azealia Asset Management. So Azealia, a, a, little, bit, a little bit background on them, Azealia is a wholly owned subsidiary of Civiora and indirectly owned by Tamasic Holdings. So uh, however, but he also has his own independent board as well as management team. And I think one of the bonds that we find attractive uh, by Astria is the Astria 5 3.85% 2029s. So um, they're currently yielding at a new to next call of 4.6%. And it has an early call date on the 24th of June 2024, where um, Azealia is actually obligated to redeem the Astria 5 bonds if the uh, um, total balance within its reserve account is sufficient to redeem the full principal amount of its bonds. I see. So, uh, yeah, we think that this bond is uh, a good alternative to um, Singapore government bonds because um, they still have a credit rating of A plus from S and P, which is just a few notches below the triple A rating of SGS bonds. Mm. And I, I and I think uh, you uh, with a yield to call of four point six percent, it provides uh, some yield pickup over the uh, Singapore government bonds. So, um, so yeah, for investors who are looking for other alternatives, we think that the Astra five. 
uh, bonds are, are, are quite attractive. Okay, thank you for the practical tip and explanation. <laughs> so just now you mentioned um, the early call date for Astra, right? Speaking of which, are there any trends of corporates not calling their pubs because of the higher interest rate environment? Yeah, so uh, in the second half of last year, we saw an increased amount of SGD corporates um, choosing not to call their pubs on their first call date. So one of the main reasons as to why they um, did that is because um, due to the higher interest rates, it will be more costly for the issuer to actually mm. uh, refinance the bonds and replace it with a, a similar perpetual bond. Mm. However, we also note that um, some of these uh, perpetual bonds also do not have their reset date coincide with their call date. Okay. So it does not make actually much economical sense for the uh, issuer to call back their bonds because... Um, they are still paying the same uh, coupon or coupon rate to right. its investors. Okay. So we think, um, yeah. So given that the higher interest rates, we 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 do not favor perpetual bonds at this time because it'll it'll be costly for the issuers to call. And I mm. think one of the uh, investors should also take note of the structure of the perpetual bond. So, uh, like I mentioned before, um, if the reset dates do not coincide with the call date. Um, we've, we don't think it gives much in, uh, incentive for the issuers to call. So we think, uh, so investors should actually take note of that. Okay. And um, lastly, uh, we, 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 we favor perpetual bonds with a step-up margin embedded in the notes. Because, okay. um, so this is because a step-up margin will um, provide additional um, cost to the issuer if, mm. uh, in an event where they do not call their notes. Okay. So a step up margin of 100 basis points or 200 basis points will effectively add much uh, further increase it, um, the issuer's uh, uh, financing costs. So we tend to favor these uh, uh, perpetual bonds because... Uh, they are more likely to Yes, call. we think it's more likely for them, for the issuer to actually call back and actually reissue the same type of um, structured perpetual Right, okay. Then. Thank you very much for the explanation. Okay, tips for our investors to take note of. <laughs> All right, so to sum up today's podcast, could you share with us what is our, what is our outlook for SGD bond market in 2023? Yeah, so uh, in 2023, we expect the first half to be rather similar as last year, mm -hmm. uh, where interest rates will be high and uh, we expect the Fed funds rate to actually reach a terminal rate of 5% and we do not expect a rate cut to uh, occur this year. Okay. We expect uh, rate cuts to uh, happen to occur somewhere between uh, in 2024. Mm. However, moving to the second half of uh, 2023, we expect um, more corporate bond issuances to come in within the SGD bond market. This is because um, uh, we expect the uh, yields as well as interest rates to be more stable than attracting, attracting issuers to um, actually come into the SGD bond market to tap on uh, new issuances. Mm. So towards the second half of this year, we expect um, the demand to shift from uh, Singapore government bonds more towards the uh, Singapore corporate bonds. Okay. And um, yeah, due to headwinds uh, of the uh, global economic slowdown, we think uh, investors should focus on investment grade credits as uh, over uh, high high yielding credits. This is because um, during a recession. Uh, high yield bonds will actually uh, not perform well, better than as compared to uh, investment grade bonds. And mm. as of right now, investment grade bonds, are, uh, the spread between the high yield and investment grade bonds have not widened as compared to other recessions we have seen in the past. 
So we think that there's still room for um, higher bonds to actually increase higher. And we don't think uh, investors should actually take uh, the additional credit risk uh, at this point in time, uh, especially when there is a high expectation of a, a recession as well as a, uh, uh, a high inflationary uh, uh, environment. Mm. So, um, yeah, so all in all, we think uh, investors should also look into shorter uh, duration bonds mm -hmm. because they are less uh, affected by interest rate changes and mm. uh, we tend to favor them over um, longer duration bonds. Okay. So this episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Feng Yi and our guest speaker with us today is Senior Fixed Income Analyst Lim Ting Chong. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook and Telegram to get first-hand updates on newborn issues, credit updates and special events. For bond information and article, visit our website bondsupermart.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. 